The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we are broadcasting from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio being brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And we're going to talk a lot of action and trade has been happening as we head into a holiday with Arlen Suderman of FC Stone. And I think Arlen, first and foremost, markets closed early for the 4th of July and it was nice to see some green on the screen for these grains. Well, it certainly is. I think it was a good technical bounce that we saw, and, and really a lot of the market was uh, keying off the December corn holding above the 420 level. That's one of the keys to this market going forward, kind of establishing somewhat of a trading range here as we try to figure things out or as the markets try to figure things out after last week's uh, surprise acreage report. Um, soybeans also bounced off of an area of chart support as well. And so the algos took a hold of that as the momentum indicator started to turn higher and, and rode this market. And uh, we had double-digit gains certainly at the end of the day with corn. Soybeans had double-digit gains. Wheat had double-digit gains. Corn finishing the day just below those double-digit gains. Now we need to see if we can maintain that momentum into the USDA crop report next week. Well, there's a lot of factors as you look at what's happening in these markets. Still discussion of last week's report. Now we know that the uh, chief economist speaking to Bloomberg as he talked about WASDE numbers and last week's, last week's information. What does all that he had to say have to do and how will it affect our markets? Well, it could be significant. Um, he basically indicated that the WASD numbers, which generally do accept the NAS numbers, NAS is the statistical surveying arm of USDA, WASD is the arm that can take those numbers, and then in its mission statement, it's allowed to use quote-unquote judgment. And in that judgment, it almost always accepts the NAS survey numbers. Um, but it does have that freedom to vary from that. So that raised a lot of speculation since WASDE had already lowered corn acres by $3 million in the June report, and I think that was well justified. Will they backtrack to accept NASA's 91.7 million acre corn number? Now, that's down a little bit from 92.8 in the March survey report, but it's still considerably above the 89.8 million acres in the June WASDE report. Also, harvested acreage in the NAS report uh, was much higher, too, reflecting a 91.2% harvest percentage, which is very close to the 10-year average. And we know that this year, with all the problems out there, we're anticipating a much lower harvest percentage, which can mean 2 or 3 million acres as well. And so we're anticipating, by the chief economist's comments, that WASDE will adopt both the planted acres and the harvested acreage numbers from the NAS report from last Friday. So if they keep the yield the same or increase it, that would mean that stocks could go up dramatically. We could see stocks projected at over 2 billion bushels in the market. We construe that in a bearish way. But his comments indicated that they will also be refining that, looking at crop progress numbers, etc. So that would seem to suggest that they may follow their yield model that they have 
That yield model is based on a number of different factors. They referenced it in lowering their yield by 10 bushels last month to 166 bushels for corn. If you fully use that model as it's developed right now by our calculations, it would suggest a yield of 160 bushels per acre. So perhaps WASD will adopt the acreage, a higher acreage numbers, but go by the model and lower yield maybe to 160, and that would actually drop um, per the size of the crop by 300 million from the June number and depending on what they do with demand, could actually tighten stocks. So here again, we're going into this WASD report. Depending on how WASD interprets and, and does their balance sheet, we could see a bearishly construed report that tests that 420 level on December corn, and if it breaks through that, have another leg lower in prices, or we could see them lower the yield, giving a positive market response that builds on what we've did this week, holding that support level, and push prices upward to test resistance on the upper end of the charts of the spring's highs. So both are possibilities depending on what WASD does. In the meantime, the trade really doesn't know what acreage or yield is at this point. And do we see the pressure and continue to see the pressure as to what's happening weather-wise and crop development. I know the recent uh, warmer temperatures that we had moving through here definitely caused us a spur of growth in that corn. It really did. And if you look at the corn early in the morning, it's got a good green color to it for the most part. Later in the day, it tends to lose a little bit of that green color. I think as the corn's trying to grow a little bit more, and therefore struggling with some of the lower nitrogen levels in the soil. Um, but also as the corn gets taller, it kind of hides some of the uneven stand counts, some of the holes that are in the field, makes it look better. And as such, we're looking for those crop ratings to actually start creeping higher. I've been talking about that for a couple of weeks. It hasn't happened yet. It has happened in the western Midwest, but that's been offset by drops in the eastern Midwest. So the question is whether we can get some of the improving crop ratings in the eastern Midwest. And if that happens, that could have a bearish effect on the market near term as well. But keep in mind, in the end, it still comes down to what do we combine, and that's what the balance sheets have to reflect eventually and what the markets will have to reflect eventually as well. We know there's still a lot of problems out there, and good weather can't cover them all up. And, of course, weather can change in a moment, and so can these crops. Yeah, absolutely. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more coming up at the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll take a look at the happenings on the livestock side. And we're going to talk a little bit about some plans that you have to have in place or should think about having in place as we move into the next couple of weeks. More is coming up. Stick around. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Arlen Suderman joins us today from FC Stone. Let's talk a little bit about some action plans, some risk exposure. What are some things that you're wanting guys and gals to kind of keep in mind as we move forward? Well, first of all, as I indicated in the first segment, we're not going to know final acres for a long time. We'll, have, we'll 
probably be about 85% there August 12th when we see the resurvey data and some of the FSA data coming out of what farmers have certified. And we're certainly not going to know yield. There's going to be a lot of speculation. And, and we could see crop ratings go up. We could see them go down depending on how things play out with the weather between now and then. Uh, and so, we're going to see headlines whipsaw the algos in these markets, and we could see big swings in the markets. It's a lot of emotion, and a lot of emotion without a plan tends to lead to bad decisions. So whether you're a producer or you're an end user, like an ethanol facility or a livestock producer who depends on buying corn, uh, you need to have a plan in place. Keep focused on on sources of good information that are looking at the long term, that aren't focused on the near term. USDA reports are going to be focused on the short term uh, and focus on what is the end. Something that's going to get you to look beyond your backyard. If, For example, if you're a farmer in some of the good producing areas of Iowa and Nebraska, you're going to think that it's going to be difficult for the nation to have less than a 14 billion bushel crop. If you're someone who's in one of the problem areas, you're going to think it's going to be hard to get better than 11 billion bushel crop. And the price implications are huge. So get some good sources of information to give you broad picture, develop a plan, know what your risks are and then execute that plan as we go forward don't, so that the emotions don't whipsaw you back and forth in, into bad decisions. Uh, and it's just human nature. Um, in the end, the price will have to reflect what the supply and demand fundamentals are, and that should become a lot clearer as we go into the fall. And obviously sitting down and having that plan written out in paper before you talk to your commodity person just has got to make the process maybe a little bit easier to know what your goals are, what their goals are to help you reach that point. Yeah, having the thoughts go through the mind, through the arm, down into the finger pin, uh, finger tips to be written down tends to add some clarity to the thought process. Uh, and also to uh, help you have a little bit more of that discipline and remembrance. Um, And so it does really make a difference to write it down. All right, sounds good. Let's look at the livestock side. We knew that the the word came that Vietnam may or may not have had a vaccine that's going to help with African swine fever. I think it was, what, 31 of the 34 hogs or something like that that they tested. But... There's a lot of questioning out there because we've heard here in the States it could take eight years to see a vaccine. Yeah, it's, it, experts are very skeptical of these reports. We know from some of them, and I can't speak to, to this one, although I've seen the same reports as you, but I just don't know specifically much about the developers. Some of the other developers that we've heard make similar claims in the past, uh, as we've looked into backgrounds, we found that they kind of had a, a checkered background making claims to make money on various products. Whether that's the case here or not, I don't know, but the experts that have been asked about this Vietnam case are very skeptical about whether they're that close to uh, having something to that will actually be work be able to work on a broad scale. Um, this what we're being told by our people in China and and in the eastern East Asia where the disease is spreading that so far the disease continues to spread, continuing to have a big impact, negative impact on production. We're seeing China start to ramp up shipments of U.S. pork. They've closed the door to Canadian pork for the time being. We're seeing overall ship imports.
reports up 20% year on year, and that's just continually steadily increasing. So we have no reason to really alter our longer-term projections on the impact on the meat industry here in the United States and globally. Before we head out to one of those triple-digit losses that we saw today in the feeder cattle, what are your thoughts on the, on the tone that they're setting? Well, really watching the corn market with those big gains that we saw in the corn market. uh, uh, Margins were still negative for feeding cattle, and uh, so the feeder cattle market took a big hit. Uh, We did see some strength in the fats and expectations that we would see a little bit firmer uh, trade here ahead of the 4th of July Independence Day holiday. Um, but the feeders are really telling the story about concerns in the cattle industry if, in fact, we do continue to see corn prices go higher. Well, looking at the holiday, we wish you, of course, a very safe and and fun 4th of July, Arlen, and markets are back to full force come Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Closed on Thursday night, open 8.30 on Friday morning. Probably a little lower volume, but uh, overall, I think we'll probably see some more choppiness in this market. All right, sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of Arlen? intlfcstone.com over on Twitter, twitter.com slash ff 101 Thanks so much, Arlen. This report being brought to you, of course, by Fontenelle and all the local Fontenelle dealers. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.